Welcome to How She Creates. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Lauren. And we're here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite artists to learn how they create. We'll discuss creativity, tips, tools, inspiration, and life as an artist. We hope these conversations leave you encouraged to make more stuff and share it with the world. Welcome to How She Creates. Today we're talking about depth. We're interviewing Kate and Vanessa all about the process. They both share their hearts and their minds with such truth and vulnerability in their art journal pages. They share with us their thoughts and processes on when paint on a page becomes art, and they share practical tips for digging deeper in your art. So today's episode is all about overcoming feelings of unresolved pages, lack of interest, and believing you are good enough. There's a lot of really good stuff in this episode. Kate and Vanessa are really wise and share a lot of great stuff with us. Um, But we did have a few issues with sound because um, we're in different countries and so there's a lot of VPN and a lot of different things happening. And so the sound is a little funky at a few times, but just bear with it because there's so much good stuff in the episode. And something super exciting is today, Vanessa is launching a brand new course called Totems over on the Get Messy website, and it's all about personal symbolism. And so that is a fantastic way to go even deeper and putting yourself into your art. And so you can find that page over at getmessyartjournal.com shop to register for that class. And so we hope you enjoy today's episode. Today I'm really excited because I'm talking to two of my favorite artists in the entire world, Kate and Vanessa. Um, Vanessa, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Vanessa Oliver-Lord. I'm an archaeologist. I'm also an art journaler. And right now I'm living in Beijing, China. Awesome. And Kate, what about you? Uh, my name is Kate Sherwood. I live in Brookville, Maryland, which is outside of Washington, D.C., um, on my family's farm. And I'm an artist who works, um, a mixed media artist who works into art journals. Awesome. Um, today we're going to be speaking about depth in your art. And I thought that you two were the perfect examples of artists that really don't just touch the surface. You go into into your page and into your canvas and you have there's so much meaning like behind your paint strokes and behind everything and for me that's amazing because I feel like mine is pretty surface art you know like so I'm really interested to see the way you view art and the way you create yeah I think we can start with Kate you can tell us your creative story and how you got started in art and living the way that you do okay um I wasn't quite sure when I started thinking about it. My So my mom is an artist um, and my family's pretty creative. Like my sister's a playwright. Um, my dad is like not, he wouldn't call himself an artist, but he does lots of creative things too. So I think it was just kind of like not expected of us, but kind of the default way of being in my family. And then I was more of a musician growing up. I played the piano. And then when I got to be around 17 or 18, I don't know why it happened then, but I just got really interested in art. Um, And I always kept a writing journal. And then I started keeping a sketchbook. And then those two things kind of merged together naturally. Um, And then I've just been working in books and experimenting with like other types of mixed media onto like regular 
paintings and canvases throughout my 20s when I went to art school and afterward. Um, in the past few years, I've just been really focusing on art journaling. So that's how I got here, I think. In a nutshell. That's really interesting because most people are like born into a family where art is totally not expected. I know. And I hear about that a lot, you know, yeah. and um, that simply hasn't been my experience. So I, I'm, it's the life I know and I like it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. What about you, V? Okay. So my uh, art journaling practice really came out of necessity and being thrown into like a completely new environment. Um, I'm really someone who digs in the dirt and likes to make roots. And um, six years ago, we moved to Hong Kong from Canada and I felt really lost and I had no idea how to ground myself. And like even literally we were living in an apartment building, building like on the 27th floor. So it was like really, I felt sort of out of sorts. And uh, one night I bookstore and I found uh, 1000 artist pages, which is a art journaling book uh, resource. And I thought like this light went on and I said, Oh my God, I can do this. And so I left with that book in a sketchbook. And um, also I started from there and um, I have just been, you know, really growing into that um, practice since that time. Yeah. That's so cool. It's such a, you guys have such different stories. Um, Vanessa, so were you never creative before? Did you have like inklings to? No, I was absolutely creative before. So yeah. I've always been like the girl making collage and stuff like that. And so I used to have what I would call my nothing book, which uh, was from Sweet Valley High. If you guys remember those books. <laughs> <laughs> Not your generation. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so these were like books, like basically glue books, you know, just put down like song lyrics or, you know, a, a cool magazine, yes. things like that. And um, so I used to have that a lot and used to do them like before I had my kids, before I went to university and archaeology sort of took the, the, the bigger part of my life. Um, yeah. And so basically it's art journaling, but it was just like not not putting enough of me in it. It was just like other people's lyrics or other people's images. And, and so when I came back to art journaling, then I started to invest into these books and this type of art form. Mm, exactly. Yeah. I love that idea of a nothing book. That's like the best name for it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I think I really got that from that those books. And I think they used to use um, the composition books, you know, the, with the with that that speckled the cover. Yes. And in Canada, I did not know what that meant. Like, and so I, the first time I saw an, uh, a composition book was like when I went to Target for oh. the first time. Like, I have to buy this, even though they're they're like not something I use. I was like, I have to buy it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, V, you're an archaeologist full-time um well you were in Canada so how does that affect your art well so that's it's true and so I just moved to Beijing now from Canada so um I'm I feel like I'm coming back to my, my daily art journaling practice and I feel that a lot of the emotions that I've 
that I went through um, six years ago, I'm going through some of them now, uh, which is like displacement and, and feeling ungrounded and, and unsure of this role because I find myself through my work, my, my archaeology a lot. And so um, me to sort of uh, evacuate the emotions that are building up inside me and that I need to express. And I think that's what's so cool about how Kate and I are like work so differently because many times um, you said before, Kate, that like you, you don't necessarily have something in mind when you start to create a page or a spread um, and you just go where it takes you. Whereas I, I know I have something to express that needs to be put on the page. So I already have like an idea of what I want to express. Right. But it's, it's done what I wanted, then I feel that it's complete. Mm. Uh, that's so interesting. Do you think, V, do you think that um, when you have your full-time job compared to now, besides the fact that you're in a different country, just having the free time, does that affect, how does that affect your art? It's amazing. <laughs> but I think, I think I definitely have more time to explore. I have more time to make mistakes and to try new things without um, being an issue. Um, so like when we work, work with Get Messy, for example, there's prompts, so that really helps me to orient sort of my work for that. But now that I have all this free time, I can really explore um, things that I need to say. So the fact that I'm, I've moved, I mean, if I had all this time but I was still back home, I think um, my, my journaling would be different because now it's really because I'm in this transition period and I need to express some of the things that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Kate, with you being a full-time artist, do you think how does that affect the way you create? I'm not a full-time artist. I have a day job, uh -huh. um, which... It's funny because a lot of people, I've had that experience a few times recently where they're like, I didn't know you had a day job. I'm like, yeah, I have a day job, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I guess I don't, you know, I don't like post about it online very much. I work for my family. So I work in an office during the day. Um, my art studio is actually at the same place as my job. Like it's mm. not the exact same place, but it's like on the same site. So um Working part-time, I think I like it. Um, I've had times in my life where I had all day every day. And that was a little bit like, it would just kind of take me longer to do the same things, if that makes sense. It would take me like all morning to do something I could do in less time. And in a way, I kind of enjoy having these like little chunks of time. And I've also mm -hmm. noticed that I used to like, like I used to think about it, like I needed a whole day to get any kind of artwork done. This was like years ago. And I would avoid doing artwork because I thought, oh, I don't have enough time. But now mm -hmm. I'm a lot more likely to realize that in, in reality, I spend on average like 30 minutes to two hours in one like session and maybe I'll do that multiple times in a day. But if I, as long as I have that amount of time, I feel like I can get work done. And at this point I even feel like, Oh, if I have five minutes, I can do something. Um, especially just like in an it's art so journal. True. Yeah. 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 I think that I thought that you didn't have a job cause you're so freaking prolific woman. <laughs> you just no, I have a job. All the time. And Vanessa, you as well, whether you have a job, whether you don't, you guys are creating all the time. 
I think it's so true what you said, Kate. Like sometimes you just leave your you leave your book open and then leave your supplies around it and then just you know steal a few minutes from here and there. And I mm-hmm. think that what's changed is the amount of those stolen moments that I I can get um, versus like you know if if you're in between. Uh, jobs and then I had a really long commute uh, and then you know kids and homework and all that stuff then uh, just that the quantity is bigger but you're right I I spend little chunks of time into my journals yeah I mean that's one of the reasons I yeah that's one of the reasons I like art journaling because you can you can approach it that way easily with the stolen moments yeah I agree and it's it's um I think that, that that's probably one of the barriers that people have is that they think like like you were saying like you need a big you know chunk of in, uninterrupted time and lots of music and you know your your tea or your coffee next to you and it's very serene and everything but it's totally not it's like hectic and it's in between you're just gonna throw the gesso on top of a layer while you're cooking the supper <laughs> the bath. that's exactly that was right my anyway yeah yeah so how do you manage to go in deeply if you don't have whole days to do it you know i would imagine that you would need to build up build up like over hours but you manage to just do it in your in your free time for me, it's many layers that didn't take very long. Like each of the layers didn't take very long. Um, and I feel like depth for me would be happening. Um, yeah. Over time. So it's kind of just about like, you know, Kaylee and I are both doing the artist way. We just started right now recently, but I've done it in the past. And the biggest takeaway that I got from the artist way is, um, quantity over quality and um so that's this idea that you just make a bunch of work and you just kind of trust that something significant is going to come out of it or something worthwhile is going to come out of it so that's my approach and that's what I've been doing so I just kind of keep going and it's taking step after step and I've learned over time through doing that that I can trust that depth will emerge from it. Whereas if I don't take those steps and I stay a little blocked, you know, waiting for the right circumstances, um, mm-hmm. I might not get there just cause I'm simply not taking that journey there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's super interesting because for me, because a lot of my pages express or need, like I need the process. Sometimes I'll have, days where I really need to just layer the paint and just spread paint around. And there's no, no more than that. Like, like in the, in my mind when I'm starting it and other day, days, it's like, I really need to get something out like right now. And it's going to uh-huh. be super fast. It might take me 10 minutes to do that spread, but I need it. And then other days I really need to like put the gesso and then put something on top and then let that dry and then come back to it and work on it and work on it. And, makes me feel better afterwards so a lot of it is is related to like like i like i like what you say the quantity and quality like i don't think about it for me it's really like the process of doing it now like what do i need right now do i need to like throw fire onto my art journal because it's like it's gonna happen now or 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 do i really want to spend a lot of time and go really deep and then 
and then they feel good either way because I, I, I'm pulled to ways of doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you'd say like, it's not re- like you don't go to a page, um, thinking, Oh, I need to be deep today. It's more like a <laughs> no. process over time. No. It's like, yeah. 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 It's like, what do I need to say right now? In me in my head, like, um, two weeks ago, I shared a, a, a it's like a, it's like a quadruple <laughs> spread because it's like two double spreads. And it's because I was in a situation where I was so angry and I haven't been that angry in like in, in memory ever. Like it was white anger and I had no way to express what, how angry I was. So I left and I went to my, to my studio and right away I started writing down really, really fast and super, super quick. And then I covered some of them up and then I cut out a page and, um, and then the second part, so the other two pages, I came back to that maybe three days later when I was in a more uh, accepting place for what the person had told me, which is really hard for me <laughs> because <laughs> for me to forgive and be in that space. Oh, say, but please, I think say that, that again, say that from it's really hard for me, please. It's really hard for me to be in that place where I can actually forgive and um, be more accepting. And so when spreads together they express exactly what I needed them to in a, in a moment where really I was physically blocked because I was so mad words, I was more able to accept the situation mm. yeah that's really cool what do you what would be your tips for digging deep to do it layer by layer and to do it like the process first and let the depth come naturally or over time or what do you think that is I would say yeah to let the depth come naturally over time and it's for me um, similar to what I was saying before it's just about doing anything that you can think of Um, so not like I love what Vanessa was just saying Um, what do I need to say right now like what's blocking me in my head Um, and just believing that that's good enough and go ahead and put it down. And then you do that time after time, you know, when you've done that at 12 times, it doesn't matter how many times, just a certain amount of times, <laughs> then um, I think you would probably reach a point of depth. Um, and I feel like some people, they have trouble trusting that what they put down is going to be good enough to them or that they're going to be able to accept it for themselves. And I would just say that like, not to worry about that because it is. Um, And that you're called to do art journaling, meaning like you want to genuinely do it. That's why you're doing it because um, of there is that depth inside of you. You probably wouldn't be attracted to it. Um, if there wasn't it's such a good point yeah and that there's like there's depths in the world and you're part of the world and you know it's accessible to you if you like look within yourself and just keep honoring these impulses that come up Um, you just and you'll learn over time from practicing that and from going through that process that you can really trust that and the fact that it's a book it's a book, so it's like a diary, right? It can, it can be your diary, so it can be your deepest, darkest secret. And you, the only person that you're accountable to is yourself. You can decide if you, if you want those 
uh, where it's to be shared or not. And you can decide how opaque you want to be if you, if you think that it's too obvious what you're talking about, then cover some of it up, you know, do hidden journaling, um, add some abstracts on top, you know, there's like, like for me, I just cut out like two, two pieces of, uh, of the moleskin paper um, where her lungs were because I couldn't like breathe and express what I was trying to say. So, so you can have those, but that just came to me. Like I didn't say, oh, I'm going to cut this out and see what happens. Like that just, or I actually um, like burning, burning part of your journal is because you welcome this uh, uncontrollable force into your, your pages, right? Because the fire is going to maybe not be exactly where you wanted it to, or maybe you let it burn too much or not enough. Or like you, can't, you, you use a lot of your paintings that you cut up and you put back into your journal, which is like so amazing to me because I <laughs> cutting up like a, a spread, you know, and, and actually reusing it in a different way. How you work, it's because it's so it's so different than how I work and, and like the both complement each other, like in different ways. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you guys are picking out like uh, specifics about each other's art, you know, the way you see the depth in the art and all that. You're a lot more, um, what's the word? You love more. This is ironic that I can't think of this word, but you are able to express that a lot better than I can. So that's good. Mm. I was surprised to hear that you said, Vanessa, that you work, um, that you work, you kind of plan it out because your work strikes me as very intuitive. Um, but it definitely strikes me as having a lot of depth. And it made me think about how you were an archaeologist. When I learned that about you, I was like, oh, that is so <laughs> cool. Because I think like someone who's an archaeologist, I would assume you would be quick to see meaning in, in things since Ooh. yeah yeah I yeah oh. I don't know I'm oh. not an archaeologist I'm uh, in my mind I'm not like oh this has to be deep and profound like that's not that's not what I have it's, it's like a consequence of what I'm expressing um sometimes I will be like in the middle of a page and or you know working on a page and uh I'll get really frustrated because it's not doing what I need it to not helping me process what I need to process. And so um, it's, it's got a phase where it's not, it's not happening for me. So either I walk away for a bit and I come back to it with fresh eyes or I cover it up right away. But in any case, I always, like, like Kate said, I always trust the process that it's, I know it's going to come out okay in the end, even though there's bits where you're like super like, ah, this is, all what I was trying to do and so even though sometimes I come with an idea of something I want to express in the first place where I end up is completely different than what I had envisioned so I'm not I'm not trying to replicate what's in my, my mind I'm letting what my emotions carry me to where I want it to be and so sometimes very often super surprised by the end result yeah. of my page me too I definitely have that experience it's like start somewhere and you don't know where it's going to end up so when does paint on a page become art for me paint when does paint on a page become art I thought about this for a while 
I guess I'm going to say um, immediately. It doesn't mean I like every page, but um, I'm fine with it immediately, pretty much. Because of just the, just because of kind of what you were saying, Vanessa, just the knowledge that it's something, you know, I'm going to work on this later. You know, this isn't like final. This is just in, pro- in progress, in process. So I'm comfortable with it um, pretty immediately. Also, um, in the context of an art journal, to me, it, it kind of starts feeling like um, a many paged journal and like one spread maybe I wouldn't choose that spread to be like a painting on the wall but to be a spread in my art journal it's totally fine if it's mm-hmm. not feeling resolved not feeling complete to me doesn't bother me at all and it's actually been kind of rare that I've completed a whole art journal to that point I think I can think of one that I did where I kind of intentionally tried to finish every page um, but nowadays I just kind of flip through different books and I'm more casual about it, I guess. Mm. Oh, that's really interesting. Cause I feel like, um, artists always have a completed journal, you know, like, so I really like the fact that, that you've got a whole bunch of ones that are quote unquote unfinished. Um, so you're totally okay with that feeling then of, you know, cause it irritates me a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Like it doesn't bother me if a page doesn't feel resolved and I've I try not to because it doesn't mean anything it's just a personal reaction that I might have when looking at it I used to feel that way about like everything I made I'm not even kidding like like nowadays I think of myself as like an art journaler but I used to just consider myself a painter so I'd have all these paintings and I'd be all like not finished people would see them I'd be like oh that's not finished uh, like kind of like don't take don't take that so seriously it's not finished um yeah. and again it was re- when I read the artist's way the first time and then she has a chapter in there about that about perfectionism and it real it was saying that that is a way saying something is never finished is a way of like protecting yourself from not being satisfied by it. So it's like, Oh, I'm still working on that. And when I read this Mm. paragraph, I was just like, Oh my gosh, my work is finished. I just kind of want it to be different than it is. But like this work is actually finished. (laughs) That was huge for me. I feel like that realization brought me more towards the way I work now, which is like kind of just so process oriented and like I said, a lot more casual, really just a lot more casual and open and less of like, how should this be? And more of like allowing what is there and saying like, Oh, like, what is this? What is this? Not what is this not enough of just like, what is this in front of me that I've made, you know? Uh, Kate, I love talking to you because I just love your attitude on this and I think it can really help quell feelings of not being good enough and feeling, you know, like making excuses for why your art isn't perfect and all of that. Um, Do you think that this is a feeling that's natural to you? I don't think so. Um, I feel like that's part of my personality. Like I have a very chill personality, Um, but I think I used to stress a lot more about if my art was good enough, definitely when I was younger, because I started making art regularly when I was about 17. I'm 31 now. So it's been a little while now, actually, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, I used to have more anxiety about it, about if it was good enough or where it was headed or I don't know. I don't have as much anxiety about that. I have more anxiety if I'm not working. Recently, there were a couple weeks I wasn't working because of my energy level being very low. And um, I let it happen. And I just like watched Downton Abbey. <laughs> but I was like, it makes me feel like depressed and it makes me feel sad. And it's not about the quality of what I'm making. It's more about like, I'm just not making enough right now. Takes like just a few minutes right, a day. You, you get that call, you get that call, like, I know now that I need to do something, like, that's yeah. how I feel, and then I will literally, well, okay, just give me 10 minutes, I need to go in my art room, and they're all like, okay, and I can go to my art room. <laughs> it's, like, it's like an overwhelming, like, you can just, tr like, you learn to recognize it, that that's the moment that you need to go, and push paint around or use your fingers or, you know, just add, add some hash marks or whatever. Right. The littlest uh, thing. I was wondering if you've ever like dated or put, put the date on your art journals or on your spreads. Um, I think sometimes I think if I'm writing, Oh, if I'm writing, I always write the date. So if I'm painting over what I wrote, sometimes it will show. Sometimes when I, if I finish a book, like I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to work in this one anymore. I might write um, fall 2015 or something like that, you know? Um, right. So that, yeah. How about you? Do you date your journal pages? When I started, I did. Like every spread, I would date it because it was so related to what I was going through in Hong Kong the first time. Um, <clears throat> and then I would have like, I would um, number my moleskins, which order they were in. And now I've, I've uh, stopped doing that. So like now I don't put the date on anything. And sometimes I, I, I used to be the person who finishes the journal before starting a new one. Yeah. Oh, I use like different, different journals for different things and I don't date them anymore. And I'm moving a bit more away from the words even. Um, sometimes I force my, it used to be like, I would write down the words and that was the end of my journal page. And now I feel like sometimes I'm forcing myself to put those words, like that it probably could be okay without any words, but I'm still feeling a bit anxious if I don't place that one word. Yeah. That's but I, so anyway, fascinating. I think that's super interesting because... It used to be something that was very important to me to, to, to place that moment in time. And now it's not that important to me anymore to have that actual moment stand. I love hearing about your development and how um, your whole history makes you the artist that you guys are today because you are pretty freaking awesome. Um, so what tips do you have for people that are trying to be deep in their art, kind of like me, who like totally looks up to your art and thinks that you guys are just insanely amazing. Um, so can you condense what you've learned of over like a million years and all your wisdom into something really simple for people like me? <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's um, <laughs> focusing on the process of it, not as much on the results of what you're making. I think that's 
that's how I've, I'm approaching things these days. Although I don't know how easy, how practical is that to say to somebody? I don't know. Um, I, like I, I keep saying, I don't want to be like repeating myself all the time, but I'm just really into this now. Just do anything you're thinking of. Just do it. You can't do everything you think because there's like, it's not possible, but just do anything that you think of. And it's like just one step. And it doesn't matter if you like it or not, you did it and it takes you to the next thing and you get ideas and thoughts that you wouldn't get if you weren't acting on your creative impulses. If you're just thinking about what would it be like if I were creating, you don't come to the same conclusions you do if you're actually working and, th and your ideas are developing. Yeah. And I would say also, don't, don't be afraid to, um, sort of match your actions to what you're feeling or what you're trying to express. Like, like if you're angry, you know, use scissors or tear paper. Um, sometimes even these actions, sometimes just the sound of the tearing of the paper and you're like, yes, that's what I needed. <laughs> um, right. Uh, use your fingers yeah. to, to spread the paint around, like mix the paint. Even if, even if you're not going to use the colors, like mix them in them um, scratch things out like it's a very physical act um, it's not you're not just in your brain you're also in your body and using your body and using everything that you have so let your senses kind of guide you into how you're going to approach and like Kate said it's like a first step and then after you you're going to be surprised how quickly you'll be more attuned to where you're supposed to go after like it's it's, mm -hmm. it's going to take you there Oh, you guys are so wise. I love it. I love it. I love talking to you. It's no secret that I I just want to talk to you guys forever and ever and ever. But um, unfortunately, we've got time constraints for the podcast and we're going to have to stop it here. But thank you so much for talking to me and for letting me also be like a little fly on the wall between the conversations between you both. Um I think you guys are just so fantastic. And thank you for sharing everything with, with us today. You are amazing. Oh, so are you, Kaylee. And thanks for <laughs> hosting it. And thanks for getting us all to talk yeah. together. Yeah, I'm so glad awesome. to talk to thank you, Vanessa. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thank Bye. Ah, oh, those are two of my absolute favorite artists. Mine too. Every time I speak to them, I'm overwhelmed by how knowledgeable they are and how awesome they are. And they just, every time, every single time they inspire me to make something. Oh, mine too. Every time I just want Kate and Vanessa to be my art fairy godmothers. Yeah, they just need to like sit around me and they don't need to do anything. I just need, yeah, they need to be around <laughs> while I make some art. Yes. I, and I just love how they're both like so honest and so vulnerable in their art journals. Like they clearly like know who they are and they know their art journal styles but they're still so humble and so kind um yeah this was a really great conversation I think so too I think the like a whole time I was interviewing them I just kind of wanted to sit back and let them you know like talk between themselves because I felt like I was disrupting the incredible wisdom between the two of them yeah that's what I love about these interviews is that it gets other not just us with other people but it gets other people together and you get to hear conversations that wouldn't normally happen if we had not you know put them together 
Yes. That's why more than one guest at a time is really cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really loved that they talked about was um, in The Artist Way, which I'm currently reading, but I'm not at this point yet, was talking about how your work is finished and giving mm-hmm. yourself that permission because I have so many art journals and so many things that I'm not quite finished with, but I know that I'm really never going to go back and work on them again, but they're still kind of like sitting in the back of my mind and bothering me. And so I really liked that about saying, you know, my work is finished, this journal is finished, this page is finished, and being able to move on. Yeah. I think it's important that we ourselves make the decision that something's finished rather than say, okay, the pay- the book's got 192 pages and that's what makes it finished because that's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of difficult for us because sometimes we're in seasons where we need all 192 pages and sometimes we're in a, a season where we need, I want to say five pages, but that would be a waste <laughs> of a journal and you should use something else maybe like 180 pages and then we're done with what we needed to say in that period of our life. Yeah. I also struggle too to like go back. And so I like that Kate said that she allows herself to work in different journals because I've been trying that lately and I like it a lot more. I like that freedom of being able to choose the different sizes or the different types of papers and not feeling like things have to be so themed. Yes. And I think when we use like different journals and different mediums, it changes the art that we make as well. Oh yeah. Even if we're doing it at the same time, you know, even if we've got like all the same um, paints and stuff and all the same pens in front of us, but we just use three different journals, one after the other, we're going to have such different results based on like the texture of the pages and the size and all that. It's amazing. Oh yeah. I heard someone one time say that they don't do title pages And so I stopped doing title pages and I always said, like, I'm going to come back to it. But now I have all of these journals that the first page is blank and I'm like really okay with that. It's, I feel like it's given me a lot of freedom to not have to think of like the best title page. I think that's like a scrapbooking issue I have. (laughs) No, I do that too. I'm also like all my moleskins all have the first page completely blank. There's no way. Yeah. You know, like it's just too much pressure for that first page. So just turn it over and yeah. I like it. What else? What else yeah. did you like from this episode? Okay, so my favorite bit of this episode was the whole thing about quality. Oh, let me get this right. Quantity over quality. Because we're always told that quality is more important. But I mean, um, it makes complete sense that if you're showing up every single day and you're making something every single day and you're not focusing, you know, you're not putting so much pressure on yourself to make masterpieces. You're just putting pressure on yourself to be there every day then eventually like the universe is going to meet you halfway and you're going to start making beautiful things. Exactly. Exactly. I love when Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that a lot in her book, big, big magic. And yeah, I just like the intention, the idea kind of, it's like that agreement with your creativity. You know, I'm going to show up. So I expect you to show up too. And so, you know, as long as I'm upholding my end of the deal, I can't be to blame for something not being good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I saw read that in Big Magic now. Um, it was also in the artist's way. Obviously, all these wise people are onto something. Yes. So now that's two, p- three people that we that are confirming <laughs> that for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, you can connect with these ladies a lot of different ways. As we mentioned at the beginning, um, you can take Vanessa's new course on totems at getmessyartjournal.com slash shop. And Kate actually contributed to the course 21 Secrets about all about her bright colors that she uses in her art journal. And it's a really beautiful class. It has a lot of 21 different artists that um, contributed to it. And so you Mm. can find more about them on their sites and their social media, which are all linked in the show notes at howshecreates.com. Thank you for listening to How She Creates. We would love to see how you create. Share with us on Instagram using the hashtag howshecreates. If you love learning about creativity with us, please leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes. Grab your art supplies and we'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.